Hey, y'all. Today is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be what? Glad in it. Comment down below if you finished that scripture with me. So my name is Shantavia Johnson, but you can call me Shay, and I am your host of Obedience Podcast. Here at Obedience Podcast, our mission is just to simply obey. Obey is an acronym that stands for O, being obedient to God, B, believing in God's word, E, evolving through Christ Jesus, and why yielding to Holy Spirit. So if you think that you'll be interested in our content, if you're watching on YouTube, be sure to hit that subscribe button and hit that bell notification so you're notified every single time we upload. Or if you're listening on any of our podcasting platforms, be sure to hit that follow button so you can keep up with every new episode we upload. But for all of our returning subscribers and listeners, welcome back. Let's go ahead and jump into this episode. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 16 of Obedience Podcast. It is such an honor to have you here because you could have been anywhere in the world, but you chose to be here with me, and that is such an honor. So before I even kick things off with this episode, y'all know I have to invite my co-host in, Holy Spirit, so let's go ahead and take a moment to pray. So Father God, I want to thank you for letting me get on the platform that you've blessed me with another week. I thank you so much for providing this topic to me. I thank you for continually making me stretch myself and become the exact person that you want me to be. I pray that through this episode that people realize that their failures does not mean that their life is fatal. And I just pray that through this episode, people pick themselves back up and get back on track to what you've provided and purpose for them to do. I pray for more of you and less of me. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so now that I've welcomed my co-host into the room, let's go ahead and jump into the high and low segment of the episode. So don't forget, if you would like to submit your own high and low moments on the show, you can submit those to us via DM on our Instagram page, Facebook page, and also our email address. I'll make sure that all of those are on the screen for you right now. And if you do submit those, you do have the chance to be featured on the episode. And don't forget, if you do want to remain anonymous, just let me know and I'll be sure to pray for you in private. But I did get some submissions this week. I thank you so much, ladies, for participating. It really does mean the world to me. So the first submission is from Yasmin. Hey, girl. And her high is that she got a mind-blowing good call. God is so faithful, and that is so true. He is such a faithful God. And I am so proud to serve the God that we serve. He is just so good and mind-blowing all the time. So I definitely agree with you on that as well. And then also, I got a high from God Got Your Girl, my girl Kendall. Y'all be sure to subscribe to her channel. She says that she's feeling excited about the things God are doing because of her obedience. Oh, you better bring obedience into it. Obedience podcast, that's so good. Let me tell y'all something. Obedience opens so many doors in your life. Once you start walking in obedience, it's crazy how many doors are open, how many opportunities you get, how sovereign God is. Just obedience leads to so many things. Obedience will like never stray you wrong. And Kendall also submitted a low as well for this week. Her low is that it feels too good to be true. And she often starts going back to she will believe it 
when she sees it. And let me tell you something. It may feel like it's too good to be true, but with God working in it, it's never too good to be true. He's a mighty God. He's a powerful God. And he can make things happen that you never thought could happen. He can make the impossible possible. So just keep that in mind. So once again, thank y'all so much for your high and low submissions for this week. Remember, anybody out there that's listening, if you want to big up God and tell everybody how good he's been to you, or if you want some people to pray in agreement with you, go ahead and submit those to us at our Instagram page or our Facebook page, or you may submit it to us via email. So now I'm going to go ahead and get into my high and low moments for the week. So my high for the week, I would have to say, is I got to spend time with my family yesterday. It was so great. We got some crawfish. They were so good. And it's just always good to spend time with your family. We had a cards night. It was at my cousin's house, and she invited her um, in-laws and us, and then her dad's side of the family so it was quite a bit of people at that house but it was such a good time and I just love the fellowship among the people and you know seeing my kids y'all know I love them so much so I was grateful for that and so grateful I was able to get 15 pounds of crawfish yum 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 now I did not eat all those crawfish but I did go to the store and buy them and they had 15 pounds so I thank God for that because that's not always guaranteed in this post-pandemic world Okay, and I would have to say that my low for this week, I have two lows that I actually want y'all to be in prayer and agreement with me on. First, there is some weirdness going on with some pipes in my house, and we think that we have a flood somewhere in the house. Well, not think, we know, like we can hear the water coming out. So we got a quote. It's quite expensive. And so we're just praying in agreement that God works things out for us and just pray for our peace of mind and not worrying on, you know, what needs to be fixed because we know we serve a big God, right? So just be in agreement with me and my family on that. And the second thing I want y'all to be in agreement with me on is I went to the doctor this past week and I went for like some back issues that I've been having to make sure I didn't pull a muscle and she thinks it's just like something muscular and it'll go away in a week but she did go ahead and do some blood tests because it's been a minute since I've gotten my labs done and some abnormal white blood cells came up and so she just wants me to come back and draw more blood so she can retest it so we're just praying that my new blood sample is a-okay and it was just a false reading and there is nothing wrong inside of my body so y'all definitely be praying in agreement with me on that and I will also add if y'all follow the podcast Instagram or Facebook page y'all would have seen Perry the Peacock now y'all probably say why is this so low peacocks are beautiful peacocks are beautiful but peacocks are super loud and that's all I hear all day like on my work calls all I'm hearing is the peacock in the background so when the man came to look at our pipes he came back in the house and he was like I got some bad news for y'all and you know we thought it had something to do with the pipes and all honesty y'all it didn't it actually had to do with he found a whole other peacock in the backyard and he said that that peacock was a female peacock So therefore, they have been mating and there's a nest in our backyard. And so there's a whole peacock family in our backyard. Yeah, so um, y'all pray that they gone somewhere, you know, find a new house. Like, 
if they gonna be in the backyard like that, then they need to pay some rent. They need to pay. They need to pay some money towards this pipe issue, right? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to cut a law on them. But let's just pray in agreement that the animal control comes out. My mama calls them. They haven't called her back. We're trying to handle it because at one point, y'all, my, my neighbor was trying to shoot them. And, I mean, I don't want the little peacocks to die, but I also don't want to hear them. So let's just pray that the city comes and removes the peacocks so they don't have to die. <laughs> I think that was a good story to bring the mood up of the show a little bit. But that's all the highs and lows that I have for this week. I do appreciate y'all for being in prayer with me. I will be sure to update y'all on next week's episode. But let's go ahead and jump into the word for this week. I feel like Holy Spirit just made me like super excited about what I'm about to get into, even though this is going to be a very hot episode. So this episode is not going to be the typical episode, you know, where I'm teaching y'all a Bible study because this episode, I'm actually going to be teaching myself. Yes. So, you know, most episodes I'm talking on subjects, you know, that I'm, I'm kind of comfortable in, you know, I could work on them a little bit, but this one is speaking right to this thing right here, right to my heart, y'all. So last week I was preparing the social media post for the week. And on Fridays, I typically do a flashback Friday. And so I picked at random the set apart episode that I was going to pull for flashback Friday. So as I was listening to the episode, trying to pick which part of the episode I wanted to put together for the post, the words that came out of my mouth absolutely wrecked my spirits y'all and I had no intentions of it doing this I literally was just trying to get me some content so during the set apart episode I talked about the weight that I gained back then and I was asking God to make me comfortable with the little weight gain that I had and God revealed to me at that time that he wasn't going to make me comfortable with it because He didn't want me to become comfortable with it. He didn't want those extra pounds on me. He needed to use my body, so he wanted me to make sure my body was healthy. So I talked about in that episode how I was going to start eating healthy and I was going to start working out. And I went into detail about it more in the series episodes following that episode. So I had an entire plan set in place and I was supposed to complete it, you know. And y'all, listening to those words present day pierced my heart so bad, and it made it ache. Because that episode was almost a year ago, June 5th, to be exact. June 5th, 2021 is when the episode was released. And not only have I not lost the weight that I was at that time, I've gained an additional 20 pounds since then. And my heart ached at the blatant disobedience that I was living in. And I didn't even realize it. So after watching that, I did attempt to like suppress those feelings that I was having and go on about my day. I made a conscious effort, like I'm not going to record that part. (laughs) Don't want to call myself out, you know. And so as I was going on about my day, I was in the shower and God talks to me a lot in the shower, y'all. I do some deep thinking in the shower and in the shower, God gave me the title for this episode. He said, tell them you backslid. And I said, really, Lord, mm, that ain't what I want to talk about. Like, I, I want to keep up with this. Just be still. You know, like, I want to keep up with that. Like, I want to do that. And he said what he said, tell them. You backslid. So y'all know, God always gets his way. So here I am in this chair, 
speaking in this microphone to let y'all know, sis, I backslid. Backsliding, by definition, is to relapse into bad ways or error. And without a doubt, what I've been doing, not taking care of my body, fits that definition to a T. But I sit in this chair today, on this microphone, on this camera, to tell you guys that failure doesn't have to be fatal. Because there's a cure for backsliding. And it's simply going back to what God told you to do and walking in obedience. Jeremiah 3.22 tells us, Return, faithless people. I will cure you of backsliding. Yeah, that's literally in the Bible. Return, faithless people. I will cure you of backsliding. So today in this study, I'm going to cover the story of a very well-known backslider, (laughs) King David himself. I'm going to share a failure of his and how he didn't allow it to stop him fatally. So everyone who has their Bibles, please turn to 2 Samuel chapter 11. All right, y'all. So the Israelites, they're currently at war with the Ammonites. But David, who is their king, decided not to join in battle with the men. He decided to stay home in Jerusalem. So one day while David's at home in the palace, he gets up and decides to take a walk on the roof of the palace. And while he's walking, he spots this beautiful woman bathing. And he decided to send one of his servants to inquire about this woman. Now, I want to point out that David is currently married to Michal. Now, I may be pronouncing that name wrong. There were three different pronunciations, and I liked Michal best. So if I'm pronouncing that wrong, my Bible scholars out there, let me know in the comments. But that's his wife, and he shouldn't be inquiring about any woman at all because he is married he is a taken man now my study bible points out that david shouldn't have even been at the palace in the first place during this time he should have been in battle with the men so in second samuel chapter 11 verse 1 it tells us in the spring when kings march out to war so david is the king am i correct yes He's the king. So the Bible tells us that he is supposed to march out to war because it's currently spring. So why is he home? Why did he decide to stay home? To quote my study Bible, it says, It's often when we're not doing what we ought to be doing that temptation pounces. And y'all, this is so true in my failure. At the time when I recorded the Set Apart episode, I did start eating right and I start working out and everything. And I lost a little weight. My jeans were easy to buckle again. I was making progress. But somehow, somewhere along the way, I skipped meal prep day. And that led to a full week of cheat meals. And then that week turned into a month. And then the next thing I know, I was off my diet and workout plan. That one decision not to meal prep that day led me straight into temptation, back to what God told me not to do. And I went back to my old ways. And David's one decision to stay home in Jerusalem when he should have been marching to war led him straight to temptation. So be sure to look out for that. Be sure that in your walk, in your Christian walk, you're doing what you're supposed to be doing so you won't fall into temptation. 
if you know that drinking leads you to have like these lustful feelings, don't drink. If you know that dancing to the R&B trap music gets you to feeling lustful, don't dance. Be sure to stay away from temptation to keep yourself in line. It's not God's job to control your temptations. It's your job to control your temptations. So, going forward, David gets word back and finds out that the woman's name is Bathsheba. And she is actually the wife of one of his soldiers, Uriah. So, not only is David married, Bathsheba is also married. But this does not stop David at all. David sends for Bathsheba to join him. And when she does join him, they sleep together. So, a few weeks later, Bathsheba actually finds out that she's expecting. And she knows it's not her husband's child because her husband has been off to war this whole time. This has to be David's child. So, she lets him know. And when David finds out, he actually arranges for Uriah to come back home so he can potentially sleep with his wife. And so, it could seem like it's his child and not David's child. But when Uriah comes back home, he's so concerned with the battle that he isn't worried about his wife. When David realizes that Uriah isn't at home with his wife, he asks him about it. And in verse 11, Uriah tells David, The ark, Israel, and Judah are dwelling in tents, and my master Joab and his soldiers are camping in the open field. How can I enter my house to eat and drink and sleep with my wife? As surely as you live and by your life, I will not do this. So this lets you know like how great of a person Uriah was. So since Uriah wouldn't sleep with his wife, David sends him back to war and he arranges for Uriah to be killed in the war. And he needed him to die so it could cover up his sin. Mm, Yeah, you heard me right. Instead of trying to own up to what he did, correct his ways and repent, he decides to take it a little bit further and cover up what he's done by actually killing an innocent man, a righteous man, a man who cares about Israel, who cares about God. Now, I admit, I did the same thing with my failure. No, 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 I didn't go and kill somebody. I'm not saying that. But I did try to cover up my failure, and I did try to blame it on other people. So after I skipped my meal prep day, and that turned into a week of cheat meals, and that week turned into a month, and then that month eventually turned into months, people around me began to notice that I was no longer sticking to my plan. I would have family members speak on me eating more, and when they said things like that, I just ate more. I don't know why my brain works that way. It's like, oh, you think I eat more? I'll really show you how much I can eat, girl. That That's just how my brain works. I don't know. I can't explain it because it doesn't even make sense as I'm sitting here. But in my brain at the time, it makes complete logical sense. And then I would have people invite me out to work out with them. And I would just create excuses not to work out. And then I would even get a spark of motivation and actually want to like start eating right and start working out again and I would get all my things together and I would ask people hey do you want to do this workout plan with me do you want to eat healthy with me and when they said no I was like well then I'm not gonna do it either like forget this I'm not doing it by myself 
and it completely killed my plan when no one would do it with me. So instead of holding myself accountable and repenting to God for turning my back on what he told me to do, I allowed myself to get comfortable in my failure. And I allowed myself to get so comfortable in my failure, I had completely forgot what God told me to do. Yes, I had completely forgot about it. That's why when I watched this part episode and heard the words that I was saying, I was like, oh my gosh, he did tell me to do that. <laughs> it's so bad, y'all. It's so bad. But like I said, I allowed myself to get so comfortable that I did gain an extra 20 pounds on top of what I already did not want. <sighs> and David also got comfortable in his failure and he just tried to cover it up. And eliminate an innocent man, like I said, so he didn't have to deal with the consequences of his failure. So going back to the word and picking up where David tells Joab, who is currently leading the army, he tells him the plan that he wants him to execute to get Uriah killed. So in verse 15, it says, put Uriah at the front of the fiercest fight, then withdraw from him so that he is struck down and dies. So since David is king, Joab is going to listen to his instructions and he does exactly what he says and Uriah does die in the battle. And then shortly after, David marries Bathsheba and she gives birth to their child. Y'all. So at the end of chapter 11, we're actually told that the Lord wasn't happy with what David did and he considered what he did to be evil. So going on to chapter 12, the Lord sends Nathan. Nathan is a prophet. He sends Nathan to David to share a parable. Now, I want to read the entire parable, so y'all please bear with me. But I do think it's important to get the entire parable that Nathan read. So I am going to start at verse 1 of chapter 12, and I'll be reading up into verse 4. There were two men in a certain city, one rich and the other poor. The rich man had very large flocks and herds, but the poor man had nothing except one small ewe lamb that he had bought. He raised her, and she grew up with him and with his children. From his maker food, she would eat. From his cup, she would drink, and in his arms, she would sleep. She was like a daughter to him. Now a traveler came to the rich man. But the rich man could not bring himself to take one of his own sheep or cattle to prepare for the traveler who had come to him. Instead, he took the poor man's lamb and prepared it for his guest. Yeah, that's so sad. Okay, it is the other chain. So David hears this parable and he jumps to the defense of the poor man because the poor man just lost this lamb that he was so close to. And in verse 5, David says that the rich man deserves to die because of what he did to the poor man. And then Nathan calls David out and tells him, you are the rich man. This parable is about you. The rich man represented David. The poor man represented Uriah. And Bathsheba was the lamb. So after Nathan calls David out, Nathan goes on to vividly express what David had done so he knew that it wasn't a secret I know what you did Nathan says you murdered him with the Ammonite's sword so yeah you made it look as if Uriah died in war but I know he didn't because you set it up 
So that's your blood behind that sword. And there was no defending this. And David knew that he could not get out of this. And this parallels my story exactly, y'all. Except God used me, myself, and I to call myself out. Ain't that something? uh, I tell you, God is so funny. So when I was watching myself clearly relaying what God told me to do, I was reminded that I was being disobedient. I wasn't following what God told me to do. Instead, I was just walking in this disobedience, completely ignoring what he had told me to do almost a year ago. And my heart ached at that moment. I literally felt like David felt, like taken aback. Like, oh my gosh, you know my dirt? (laughs) There was no way out of it, y'all. So like I said at the beginning, I tried to spend the rest of the day pretending as if everything was normal and tried to forget the experience. But God met me right in my face, just like he did with David, with Nathan. David thought that no one knew what he had done. He forgot how omnipresent God is. He forgot how omniscient God is. He forgot that God knows everything. He hears everything. He sees everything. So God knew everything that he had done. And God was speaking through Nathan to tell David, I see you. We see each other. And this is what God did to me. He said, hey, you may have forgotten, but I remember what I told you to do. And I said what I said. So I need you to get back on this thing because we got some stuff to do. We got a job to do. And so after that shower, after he told me what the name of this episode was going to be, I knew that I had no other choice but to repent and be obedient to what God had told me to do. And here I am now. (laughs) And David also had a moment like me. He knew there was no other choice. So in verse 13, David says, I have sinned against the Lord. And then right after that, Nathan says, and the Lord has taken away your sin and you will not die. So y'all know this is in the Old Testament. So this is before we had Jesus Christ. So because David had committed adultery and murder, he should have died. He should have been killed. He had broken the law. But because he repented, his sin was taken away and he wasn't going to die. This is a glimpse of what Christ does for us. In 2 Samuel chapter 12, verse 13, That is the key takeaway from the study today. Failure doesn't have to be fatal. David failed, but he didn't die like he was supposed to. Just because you failed doesn't mean God takes away the promise or the plan that he has for your life. He still has that plan for you and he still wants you to do it. He's just waiting for you to get your act together. He's not, oh, well, forget about her. No. He has a purpose and plan for you and he wants you to complete that plan. So he's just waiting for you. All you have to do is repent of your sin and then walk in obedience. That's all David did. He said, I have sinned against the Lord. He repented and his sin was taken away. Don't let failure stop you from doing what God planned for you to do in your life. We have to remember that we're human. We're humans just out here trying to reflect Christ. But we are not Christ. We are not perfect. We are not sinless. 
We are humans. We have that human nature. So inevitably, we are going to sin. We are going to fall short. We are going to fail. It's in our nature. God knows this already. That's why he sent us down a savior. So we have to remember, we're not trying to be Christ. We're trying to be like Christ. So when we do fall into our human nature and when we do fall, we have to remember we have Christ. And because of what he did on the cross, we're forgiven. If we ask for forgiveness, repent of our sins, we still can walk in obedience to what God told us to do in the first place. God does not erase us. God does not kill us away. Failure does not have to be fatal. So what I decided to do in that moment, I decided to be obedient to what God told me to do. Get on this platform and tell y'all, hey, I backslid. Repent of my sins and then do what God told me to do. So, yeah, now going forward, I am going to start eating right. I am going to start working out. I no longer have an excuse because God laid it right in front of my face. As a reminder, I said what I said. <laughs> so I want to quote Tarly Cobble from the Bible Recap. It's a podcast that I listen to. If y'all want to listen to it, I'll include the link in the show notes. But she said in one of the podcast episodes, even in failure, trust can grow. Faith can be strengthened and joy can be found. Don't let your failure stop whatever God has destined for your life. Don't let failure stop what God told you to do. It's still available right there for you to do it. So like I stated at the start of this study, this word was for me, but it has to be for someone else too. Since he told me to get on this podcast and tell y'all, it has to be for somebody else out there. So I don't know who this is for, but whoever this is for, listen to me. Your failure does not have to be fatal. Pick yourself up, dust your shoulders off, and get back on the path that God told you. God is not through with you yet. He is still ready for you. He still needs to use you. He just needs you to get back on track to what he told you to do before he can use you to his full advantage. And it's also important that you know that you are not alone. I am right here with you. I just sat here and shared the whole story of me backsliding. So I know how you feel. I know where you are mentally, but you have to know that God is still there for you. God still loves you. God still wants you to do what he told you to do. God still wants you to live his purpose out or live your purpose out. He still wants you to do it. He still wants you to get the desires that you want. He still wants you to get the desires that he has for you. He still wants you to have everything that he has planned for you. So don't count your failure. As you got to tap out and stop because it's not true. He still can use you. He still used David. David just didn't stop being king because of what happened. No. David is still known as the great king. David still produced the great savior. Our great savior. It still came from David's line. God didn't say, nope, not anymore. Let me go find somebody else. No. God still used David. And I promise you that whatever came out of your failure, I don't know what that may have been, 
But whatever came out of the failure that you did, he still can use that thing for greatness. Now, what I mean by that is if you keep reading 2 Samuel chapter 12, you'll see that Bathsheba and David have another child. And that child is named Solomon. And if you don't know, Solomon grows up to be the wisest man ever. So, yeah, David got Bathsheba through some dirty works. (laughs) But God still used that union to produce a wise man. So just keep that in mind as you're thinking about your failure. Think about how God can turn that failure around and what he can make become of that failure. Just think about that. So with all that being said, I do have an announcement. (laughs) So I wanted to announce to you guys at the end of this study that I will be introducing a new segment to my YouTube channel where I'll be documenting my weight loss journey. The videos are going to be vlog style, so I won't put them up on the podcasting platform. So be sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel to keep up with that journey. But I feel it's important to share that with y'all, especially on my YouTube channel. Since on my YouTube channel, my goal is to show my obedient, intentional lifestyle. And me losing weight is like literally being obedient because I cannot do this without him. Like y'all. I like cookies, chocolate chip to be specific. I know that I'm going to need his power to get through this. I cannot do this without him. (laughs) So I feel like this segment will like literally check all those boxes off because it's definitely going to be through him and none of me. The videos will be released every single Wednesday and we are going to call those Weight Loss Wednesdays. So y'all be on the lookout for those videos. And if you're listening on podcasts and platforms, like I said, be sure to subscribe to the channel so you will be able to tune into those vlogs. And also, since I believe that God wanted me to get on this platform to share this word with someone, I don't feel like I'm alone in this weight loss journey. So I have created a band group for us to build a community of support. So if you don't know about Band, Band is a mobile community app that facilitates group communication. And the app is available on Apple platforms and Android platforms so everyone can join. And it's also completely free. What you'll do is just download that app, click the link below in my description, and then you'll be a part of the Obedient Weight Loss group. And basically in the group, you just send messages, you can send pictures, encouragement. It is a private group, so it won't be like, crazy strangers seeing you or anything I just want a community for us to encourage everybody and live this thing out okay now that I got the special announcement out I do want to ask y'all two questions before I end this episode I want to know what your key takeaway was from this study and then I want to know if you learned anything new If you're watching on YouTube, please be sure to comment down below in the comment section and if you're watching on Spotify, please comment in the Q&A section Y'all know the goal for this podcast is for it to be like a small group, a virtual small group. So I can't wait to hear what you guys learn. And also, if you learn something new, don't be afraid to communicate down below. Now, I never want to end an episode without giving someone the opportunity to give their lives over to Christ. So if you happen to be watching this episode and you can't remember a time where you've said, okay, Lord, I accept you as my Lord and Savior. Right now is the perfect opportunity to become reborn. Now, I say reborn because in John 3 and 3, it says, 
Truly, I tell you, unless someone is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And to become reborn is just simply accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior. So, like I said, if you haven't accepted him, right now is the perfect opportunity. All you have to do is repeat this very short prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I know without you, I am lost. I make the decision to give you the throne of my heart. Thank you for forgiving and delivering me from sin. In Jesus' name, amen. And just like that, just as simple, you are now a part of the Union of Christ, and I am so excited to finally have you a part of the family. Congratulations, y'all. If you did, repeat that prayer after me. The first essential step that you want to take is to connect with a Bible teaching church. I always leave my church's live stream link in the description box below. Where we go live at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time and 10.30 a.m. Central Standard Time every single Sunday. And then the next essential step that I believe is to download our Reborn workbook. The link is down below to purchase but that workbook is going to be very vital to new believers. It's going to give you some amazing tools to help you in your new reborn life. And if you are an existing saint and you want to get some rejuvenation to your walk, it is also a great tool for you as well. So that is all that I have for you guys today. I want to thank y'all so much. If you're in the chat, thank you for spending your Monday evening with me. If you're listening on our podcasts and platforms, thank you for taking time out to listen to me. It is so appreciated. And if you happen to be watching the replay on YouTube, thank y'all so much. Comment down below, hashtag replay, so I can give y'all a special shout out. If you're listening on our podcast and platforms, please leave a review so I can know who you are. I can know what's on your mind. And those reviews does help the podcast go a long way. So we really appreciate if you could do that for us. Regardless of where you're watching or listening, share this episode with five of your friends so they can get this good word and they can know that failure doesn't have to be fatal. We got to get this word out, y'all. And don't forget, if you're watching on YouTube, like this video. Please subscribe. I am on the journey to 900. So I am asking you to help me get to that goal. And then don't forget to hit that bell notification so you're notified every single time I upload. Also, if you do have any prayer requests, please be sure to send those to us at obediencepodcast at gmail.com. And we will always be in agreement with you. So I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. I pray that this episode found you blessed. And I pray that it left you even more blessed. But in the meantime, in between time, as always. Be obedient, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye.